What's going on? It's Rohamed. It's your boy Jerry, the TRX for Washington here at General Fitness Company Studio. Today is Friday, October 14th, 2022, and this is season nine, episode number 113. Almost Friday the 13th. We had it in the episode number. I didn't plan that out, but anyways, uh, it was a lucky day for me, and I think it's going to be a lucky one for you because we have, we're in for a nice little story, you know, one of those that you can sit back, relax, and enjoy. So this is a, a one of those uh, stories with historical rele- uh, relevance, not necessarily a story that's historically accurate. I guess it depends on who you want to talk to, and it depends on how you look at it. But anyways, this is a t- story that is from the Bible as well as the Torah, and it's called the Tower of Babel. You may be familiar with the story. It's a story essentially about uh, these people that decided to build a tower, what reached up to God, God didn't like it, and he said, no. <laughs> we'll find out what, exa- what exactly happens to these people, or what the relevance this actually has to the episode and uh, we'll talk a little bit about a story that my dad told me towards the end about Vaseline. That's what prompted the, the naming of this episode. So uh, without further ado, let's get this episode underway. Season 9, episode number 113, Vaseline Keeps Us Together. Hey, so have you ever heard of the Tower of Babel? You know, whether it's a, this is a reminder or it's a new information or you know it quite well, uh, I want to give you a quick gist of this story because uh, that is essentially what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, the Tower of Babel, in summary, was the greatest separation of human society ever. A uh, long time ago, our ancestors, uh, the Babylonians, uh, they started to migrate from Mesopotamia and they started moving eastward. And as they moved eastward, they decided that they were going to build this tower, uh, this tower to show, uh, I guess, essentially their greatness and how they overcome and how they're moving and how they're growing as a society. Uh, so what they did is they ended up um, making these plans to build a tower with these uh with fire clay bricks so and they're going to build this tower all the way up to heaven to show how great they were uh, so at this time you know babylon was a you know it was, a, it was relatively it was large but it was small and the reason why it was small is because everybody spoke the same language imagine like even in you know china is one country of one billion people but everybody speaks uh different dialects of chinese you go to india that's about another billion people or so and even in even even smaller area uh, and even more languages are spoken so uh you can imagine like a a country or or so probably a little smaller obviously because it was the beginning of uh human history uh but you can imagine maybe it's something the size of uh Texas as this whole society of the entire world and everybody spoke the same language or whatnot and uh they are all trying to get together to uh pretty much praise themselves so uh, God, because this story is from the Bible as well as the Torah, God saw what was going on. He saw their game plan and he was not too happy about that. Uh, apparently, uh, he was upset that they were trying to build a tower that reached all the way up to heaven, as well as them building him, uh, building the tower with uh, clay-fired bricks. So, in short, he, uh, or God, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say he or she, but in short, God uh, said that... He, 
that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, what he essentially said is that uh, everybody that was building this, which was pretty much the entire society of uh, Babylon, uh, would be separated and you know strewn across the corners of the planet, as well as uh, speaking different languages. So uh, that's why they have the name Babel, Tower, Tower of Babel, because essentially after that happened, everybody spoke different languages and nobody could understand each other. So it all sound like they were babbling. Uh, so yeah, that was essentially what the story is. That's the gist of the story. Uh, philosophically, this was essentially uh, a. Um, it pointed to uh, a utopian vision that man created, that human society created, and uh, its destiny to fail uh, because it was not based on uh, God's natural laws. So uh, that philosophically, that's essentially what it is. Uh, but uh, I want to talk a little bit about what happened afterwards. Right, you know, beforehand uh, we were all together speaking and working together, and then afterwards uh, we separated and we kind of went our own way. Uh, so, as I said, the you know the punishment for them uh, building this tower up to God that was made out of clay bricks was that they would be separated uh, across the planet. So, what it ended up happening is that um, the because the uh, because uh, God said that they would have this, uh, they would, you know, have this language barrier. They essentially would never be able to do such a thing again. And uh, just as a side note, uh, as I said, this is, that's the, you know, utopian vision is a philosophical way to look at it. Uh, but the actual historical context to this is uh, because they actually do uh, have some kind of historical proof of something similar to this happening. Uh, so, what they point to as the story, the origin of the story, the actual uh, reason why they told the story was not because of spoken language. It was actually the um, changing of language from written language to, uh, well, let me put it this way. It wasn't necessarily the spoken language, but it was in a way spoken language. It was around this time, I think the story originated around 2025 to 2800 BC. Essentially, what this this story was supposed to be is the uh, change of symbolic writing to phonetic writing. All right, so if you can kind of think about what it was back in the days, uh, symbolic writing is kind of like cuneiform or hieroglyphics or those writings that you know that have, or even like you know you see these writings nowadays still uh, Chinese writing. They have pictures that. Dec- uh, that actually uh, represent words in certain senses, right? So this, they have a pictorial type of la- uh, written language, and throughout the years, as they as they traveled and moved on, uh, because different things meant different s- stuff to people, they started to use a more a phonetic type uh, language, meaning that the it's kind of like how our language is, is that uh, the words uh, make up sounds rather than the words being uh, symbols. All right, so if if that makes sense, you know, it's like I said, it's like the difference between Chinese, you know, how they have the symbols and stuff, like the little houses and stuff like that. You can tell that mean that represents some type of a word, as opposed to you know our our language words like D A D is dad, and there's not really not a picture or anything like that that represents that. It's just literally those letters represent the picture of dad. So it it was a different, it, it was a little bit of a different interpretation. Uh, depending on how you look at it, but the historical context, the actual fact, the actual factual context of that is that it was supposed to represent the changing of uh, our language from uh, uh, purely 
pictographic language and and as it evolved into a more of a uh, phonetic type language but anyways as a, again that's a side note uh, so the real point here is that uh, when we get together we can do some pretty amazing things you know just long as obviously uh, I think there is a some there is some validity uh, to that philosophical point to the fact that we should maybe be more aware of uh, how we achieve our uh, what we do not only as as individuals but as a society and remain humble uh, because I, you know building a tower up to heaven and building out of of clay can mean a lot of things obviously you know people a lot of people interpret it pointing to certain destruction or certain uh, demise of a society built completely on man's laws and not based on nature's laws, which, you know, makes sense. But I think uh, in a more broader context, you can say that uh, just remaining humble, you know, and trying to uh, do the best you can to not be someone that congratulates yourself for every every single uh Fortune, fortunate thing that may happen to you is probably uh, a better way to look at it. You know, obviously there's different ways to interpret it, but the sentiment is pretty much the same, right? You know, there's a lot of, you know, there's some things that are, have historical context that really just have, you know, they're pretty much rooted in, in uh, common sense. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's obviously a, a religious spin that you can put on every story, but I would say if you want to just keep it as, um, non-religious as possible it's just a matter of us remaining humble when um good things happen to us right so uh yeah i mean i think it's just a, um, a matter of like us learning from each other you know we did something so powerful you know, as to build a tower out of clay bricks that could reach up to heaven you know and it's kind of like the skyscrapers we have nowadays so it's you know, essentially they built skyscrapers back in the days and then and God said, no, that's not a good idea. So uh, <laughs> take that as you will. Uh, but like I said, I, I think the, the main point here is to say that if we can remain humble and work together, we can find a commonality that can help us pretty much achieve just about anything, including almost reaching the heavens. So uh, I want to kind of tell just one little uh, story before I leave that actually exemplifies uh, my point in uh, us working together and having these differences that could make us better. Uh, so my, my dad told me this story about back in the days when he was younger, he ran high school track. And uh, one day he was getting ready for track practice. And as he was getting ready, uh, his teammates on the track team asked him why he was putting on uh, Vaseline on his legs. You know, he was putting on petroleum jelly. I don't think he had Vaseline because he, he always told me how much he, he grew up poor. So I'm pretty sure he was using not the, the name brand stuff. <laughs> so uh, he first told him like what it was. He told him the truth that he was just uh, making his, his skin less ashy because he had dry skin at the time. You know, I think it was a uh, uh, fall or fall running practice or something like that. I, you know, I don't remember exactly, but he, I remember him telling me that his skin was ashy and that he, he had dry skin and he's trying to tell him that that's what you do. You put Vaseline on, but they didn't believe him. They actually thought he had like some kind of contagious rash. So <laughs> apparently, uh, he told them that, all right, well, fine. Actually what it's for is that 
uh, it makes me run faster. And my dad was the fast, I don't remember if he said it was the fastest or one of the fastest, I always forget. Uh, but he, he told me he was one of the faster people on the track team. So they believed him. They said, oh, well, you know, it makes sense. He's pretty fast. So uh, the next day they showed up to practice all with Vaseline on their legs, ready to run. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, they, like I said, you know, even those, you know, those high school kids realize that there's something that everybody uh, in the world, even though they might be different, can teach us. But, of course, uh, that's not the, you know, Vaseline doesn't really make you run faster. I guess it does make you swim faster, apparently. That's why swimmers do that. And that's why they wear those, like, swimsuits or whatnot that are, like, neoprene and stuff that will shear the water off of you. But uh he did end up telling them like what it was really for you just laughed and they asked him why he was laughing he said you know i was just joking about that it really is for dry skin and then he uh grabbed one of their arms and then he uh scratched their arm and like you know it was all <laughs> all ashy he said you see that that's ash that's, that's dry skin the vaseline is for that you know so you can keep your skin moisturized so um, you know, he probably was helpful. He probably was responsible for those guys having really nice skin for, for long into their lifetime. You know, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's a secret right there. That's like a little, uh, little known secret. It's not that black don't crack. It's just that we use moisturizer and Vaseline and lotions. So <laughs> that's really what it is. Yeah, it's all about using that lotion. Put some lotion on your elbows. So yeah, I guess that's kind of uh, uh, poignant for right now. This is fall season. So yeah, make sure you stay moisturized. It's ashy season. So, yeah, that's that's uh, all I wanted to say about that today. You know, it's just uh, the Tower of Babel, you know, you can look at it two ways. You know, one way, obviously, was that philosophical way that I said that, you know, you shouldn't create a society that's not based on natural laws. Another way is to say that, you know, we can look, we look at what we can do when we work together, just as long as that we understand that we're not always speaking the same language and that we do have different things that we can bring to the table that can help each other out. You know, like I said, uh, <laughs> bringing out of Vaseline to the table probably made those, uh, those guys that were on his track team probably have nice, healthy skin for very long to the future. So it's just something that we can all learn from each other, right? And I think that's uh, something that we need to uh, really consider sometimes. And I, not even in a sense of like the obvious point would be race, you know, like black don't crack is what I mentioned earlier. And uh, learning about Vaseline was something that the, that the kids on his track team in Rhode Island learned. <laughs> but, you know, and obviously with other people, not necessarily race, but just like people that might have differing, differing beliefs, whether it be uh, political, social, uh, even financial. It's just different ways that we can all live our lives that can help improve all of our lives if we really pay attention to the other person and stop trying to influence other people with our beliefs. Just be open-minded. All right, so that's what I got for you today. I really do appreciate you listening. Feel free to subscribe if you haven't already. Let people know that you're listening to the dopest podcast in history. Yeah, because we not only talk about fitness, uh, but we talk about mindset. And it's, you know, because I think at the end of the day, it's not really, <laughs> it's not really about push-ups. If it was all, if all it was about push-ups, my job would be a lot easier. But you know, it's a, a lot more than that. If I could, uh, if I could get inside of everybody's minds and just help them uh, make those right decisions to do those push-ups, then you know, I'd be in a different place. But you know, it's uh, it's kind of part of life. It's a uh, part of the journey. That's what makes my job 
job fun. That's what makes life fun is that, you know, we don't automatically just do the right thing. We have to make those choices and we have to look at uh, the options around us. And, you know, maybe the right thing might not be what seems to be the right thing at the time. And the, what seems to be the right thing at the time may not be the right thing. And that's what's, again, so cool about life. So learn as much as you can, explore, have and make life an adventure. And uh, of course, keep good company. Ha, ha, ha.